You're listening to the Cars of Carlisle Network, podcast episode number 109, featuring John Dykowitz, the guy who knows forward-look Mopars. Cars of Carlisle is your favorite internationally downloaded podcast about all things automotive. Darren and his CFC team are ever searching for interesting automotive happenings, real stories about real car people, and fun features to inform and entertain you. Each week, the Cars of Carlisle crew brings you show topics ranging from car shows to team adventures to auto racing weekends to behind-the-scenes human interest stories from car nuts that live across town, across the country, or even across the globe. Come join the road trip. Today, we spend some time with John Dykowitz, a true friend to the CFC show. John has been all about Mopars since the 80s, starting with his first car, a 58 Plymouth Belvedere. As you may recall from his previous interview, episode 45, which aired on March 12, 2019, John has been a tremendous champion for the brand, especially educating others about the Fort Look era of Mopar. In this week's show, Johnny shares how he and fellow car buddies saw America from eye level in a 1958 Plymouth Fury and a 1960 Dodge Phoenix. Commencing in Williams, California, John and his crew navigated back to the East Coast by way of wide-open desert roads and brief sojourns in idyllic towns along the way. It's time to hit the open road for a cross-country trek that ticks all the boxes for a true road trip adventure. So, let's get revved up! Hello and welcome back, Cubers, to your favorite informative automotive podcast. I am your trusted host, Darren, and this is episode 109. In this week's show, we get a chance to speak with a dear friend of the Cars of Carlisle Company and podcast, and that is John Dykowitz. Now, although we had to conduct the interview over Skype this time, we did have the opportunity and honor last time, back in winter of 2019, of having Johnny in Studio A, and with that... uh, he had, we had a great time just with everything from his stories and his sound effects and, and uh, impersonations and everything. So definitely check out episode uh, 45 when you get a chance. But this time, John is going to take you on a veritable ride-along on the world-famous Route 66. As always, I sincerely value our friends at Carlisle Events. Can't wait for the show season to get off and running. Uh, I know we're all feeling the, the effects of sheltering, and we're ready to get out there and want support uh, Carlisle Events and all that they do. And I'd also like to put uh, a special shout-out to our friends and supporters and the entire team at Porsche Mechanicsburg. Well, as you know, especially through this pandemic, life is about uh, lending a hand to others and, and trying to live our best lives. And why not join us in helping those less fortunate through the Courage Virtual Car Show? Uh, we all can't wait to get out and attend those uh, car shows that we know and love and, and be there in person. But until then, uh, we have a fun diversion for you, and that is the Courage Car Show, which that stands for, the, the acronym itself, Car Owners United Rallying Against Global Epidemics. So the really cool thing is that every single dollar raised in the registration entries and the donations, all of it, 100% will go to the charity Feeding America. To get rolling, simply go to carsofcarlisle.com, click on the Virtual Car Show tab, or you can even click on the uh, PA license plate in the upper left corner of the main splash page. Once you get in there, click on the ignition switch, and that will take you right to the virtual show field and the interactive map. 
you can register your vehicle or vehicles, cars, trucks, whatever it might be, uh, online for judging for the day of the event. And that is going to be held on Saturday, June 13th at 9 a.m. So we're working to solidify. In fact, we have some celebrity judges and prizes all in process right now. Really excited about it. Be part of it. Help those less fortunate. And let's, uh, let's see what we can do for Feeding America. So help in any way. We are looking for you to be there and be part of it. So let's get to trivia before we talk to John. And that is this. So the question is, what year did Route 66 officially cease being designated as a U.S. highway? All right, it's time to head across the country on the famous highway known as the Main Street of America. Let's go talk to John. Hello, Cubers. This is Darren, and I am talking to John Dykowitz. John, thanks for joining me uh, by Skype due to the circumstances right now with the pandemic. Absolutely, yeah. You know, sorry we couldn't be there face to face, but hey, this is the next best thing. And um, yeah, I, you know, uh, just want to say hi to everyone. Hopefully, you're staying uh, safe and healthy, and uh, hope to see uh, this upcoming car show season somewhere. For sure. Now, and just to kind of put it in context or jog uh, some Cuba memories, John was actually one of the the few guests that I've been able to have face to face here. Um, chair to chair with the with the mics in studio a and that was back in episode 45 and, and with that we focused on all the amazing things that john you had done for uh mopar madness and the forward look and we talked a little bit about that on a on a call earlier today just about how uh truly a movement and you have some incredible memories from that time and and i'll encourage everybody to go back and listen to episode 45 for that but obviously that love, that passion, uh, the Mopar madness still flows in reign supreme. Oh, yes, yes. I mean, it's, uh, you know, something that that is near and dear to me, always it has been since 1983. And, uh, you know, even in light of what uh, we're experiencing now, uh, our community, we're still in contact with one another. We're still making plans for the sh- uh, summer show season and the fall uh, with, you know, like Hershey and, yeah, so it, it's just testimony once again that, um, you know, these things in life that you focus on as, you know, well, in some cases a hobby or an interest, uh, you know, side interest, you know, these are the things that um, really in their own way, you know, they, they loom even larger in the sense that, okay, from an outside perspective, you wouldn't think that necessarily, oh, that's an essential, you know, uh, component of your life. But And, yeah, you know, when you get right down to it, it's probably not, you know, as far as food and shelter and clothing and health, but it is something that, uh, you know, is an integral part of who you are and how you've been able to connect with other people, and it, it just uh, provides continuity and, uh, you know, actually in, in its own way provides hope. And, uh, you know, case in point, you know, just in the, the, the past month, uh, you know, I haven't lost contact with anyone. And if anything, you know, the, the bonds that I've built uh, with so many people and conversely, they with I, you know, have, uh, you know, just been really, really reassuring and, and just really, uh, just really good. Just a really a, a positive in every sense of the term. That's a great, uh, a great reflection. In fact, I was uh, doing a, a Cars of Carlisle podcast remotely last evening with uh, a family that's a, a local dirt track racing family, and they're going to be on an upcoming episode here towards the latter part of, of May. But 
they were saying the same thing. Um, the father's been racing for years. The son is uh, coming of age and thinking about driving. And uh, the wife, the mother, was saying how through this crisis situation, their racing family, the, the collective of all these teams and families and, and the kids that have grown up together, everybody is tighter than ever before on Facebook. They're doing just as you said a few moments ago about planning out Let's when the season is able to happen, here's what we should do checking on one another, offering, hey, do you need parts? Uh, are you having any issue right. uh, sourcing this or whatever it might be? And everyone is just truly coming together as a community. And I know, John, you uh, are a big believer in the car community. That's part of the marketing slogan of Cars of Carla, but I believe in it, that the vehicles bring us together, but it's the people that just bond. And it's a, it's a really special hobby that we're in. Yeah, we're vehicles ourselves, you know. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, literally. I mean, we 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 come there with our our our, our cars, our trucks, or you know what have you. But uh, it's us coming together, sharing the same space and the spa- same time together. That's really been the underlying bond to everything. And you know, obviously, it's, the focal point are the vehicles, but it's the connections that we've made with one another that have, you know, just uh, stood the test of time and had taken on added dimensions. Uh, I was just uh, in communication with a good friend of mine up in New York uh, a couple of days ago, and we were just talking about, wow, you know, it's, it was just a year ago that we were out in California. You know, we all converged out there to transport a couple of vehicles uh, back east. And when I say transport, I don't mean on a trailer, enclosed or otherwise, we drove them. And, you know, we actually had, you know, tentative plans to do something to commemorate that this year. And we still will. It'll be a little bit later due to the circumstances. But uh, we were just looking back that, you know, wow, how quickly a, a year has flown by. But the uh, the memories and uh, that, that strengthening uh, of friendship and camaraderie, uh, is something that we'll we'll take with us for the rest of our lives. Well, and that, you hit it, an excellent point. I know that was one of the things we had talked about in this follow up episode to your your first on the the forty fifth. Um, for all the people that listen, no matter what state they're in, what country they're in, and we have we have fans all corners. There is that mystique of the open road you talked about, uh, Route sixty six and the Mother Road and and. Uh, I think as you as you feel comfortable I mean I would love to hear you elaborate more on that I know there was a lot of there were a lot of plans of trying to do some things but then you had vehicles that uh, when they you know they're 50 60 years old they have their own personalities and they had some issues and you had the oil blowback you were telling me about and some other things yeah you know, yes, that yes. that certainly you've got to you've got to adjust to them if they're they're a participant in the uh the trek and they uh, they demand attention when they require it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there was a lot of improvisation, a lot of adjustment that had to be made, a lot of repairs along, you know, the roadside in rest areas, because these vehicles, you know, really hadn't seen the open road in any extended uh, manner. Well, the uh, there were two vehicles. There was a 1958 Plymouth Fury, which my friend Jeff Nichols uh, owns, and uh, Gord Cumming from Edmonton, Alberta. He had a 1960 uh, Dodge Phoenix two-door sedan, and these were the two vehicles that um, a, a mutually 
you know, great friend of ours, uh, John Fowley out in Williams, California, had acquired um, over the past few years. He is uh, like the king of, uh, you know, Mopar, forward-look-specific parts and cars and what have you. And we had planned, you know, going back into 2018, to make a run out there, get these things roadworthy, and, yeah, yeah, let's trek back across the United States and let's do it at eye level, you know, and as much as possible, you know, hit the mother road. And now we had, uh, you know, points and places that we wanted to hit on the way back. And uh, the first uh, stop was uh, Las Vegas for the big Viva Las Vegas show, uh, which happens annually, uh, you know, at the Orleans Hotel. And it's a huge car show, and there's rockabilly and surf bands. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it, it's a real cool, you know, 50s, 60s uh, cultural event. <laughs> but uh, when we got out there, we you know, quickly discovered that uh, the vehicles, you know, they did run and were, I guess, in the loosest sense of the term, mechanically sound, uh, but they needed a little bit more work than we had anticipated. I know, like the Fury, for instance, the entire wiring harness had to be replaced. Mm. Uh, the, the trunk pan, which was, uh, to say it was a bit Swiss cheese-like, was a bit <laughs> accurate, that had to be cut out and replaced because... These were our vehicles. I mean, so our luggage and everything had to go in them. So we had to, like, on the spot, sure. you know, make these things as, you know, mechanically, electrically, and structurally sound as possible. And it did help that John Fowley, uh, we did all this right in his yard. I mean, he has an incredible yard with so many uh, vehicles and parts and everything. So, you know, rather than have to conduct a search online or, you know, try to track down someone, it's like, uh, let's go for a walk. And <laughs> nine times out of ten, we found what we needed. That's awesome. <laughs> so that helped. But uh, as a result of encountering a little bit more than we had anticipated, our initial start from Williams, California, en route to Las Vegas was delayed a couple of days. So we were, uh, you know, kind of, um, you know, compressed for time from the onset. And along the way, I mean, uh, you know, we had a you know, couple of adventures, a couple of episodes. There was a blown tire on the 60 Dodge at night mm-hmm. in the middle of Nevada, which, you know, I'd been through briefly, but wow. I mean, just talk about a another world. I mean, it's just wide open to the horizon in all directions. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I found it amazing, just captivating, actually. Well, and, you, being uh, a, you being an amazing photographer yourself, I'm sure that, did you have any opportunities to, and were you able to see uh, were the stars out that particular night? Any galaxies that you could see or anything like that? Uh, yeah, I can't say that I am a, uh, a seasoned uh, sky watcher as far as, hey, I can, you know, port out you know, point out the, you know, uh, you know, the, uh, the Big Dipper and, you know, you know, or some minor or some major, what have you, but mm-hmm. I was able to identify some and it's just so clear out there and so quiet. Right. I mean, it's, it's amazing. It's just you, you're the vehicle, the road, and just this openness. I'm sure. Bit, yeah. And at the time that this happened, uh, uh, the, the Fury uh, was ahead of us. And John actually made the trek down to Viva Las Vegas himself in his 1958 uh, Dodge Sierra wagon. So there was three of us in convoy. They were way ahead of us because, respectively, there was a 350, a uh, I believe a 383, 
or 413 might have been in the Fury. I don't know why I'm, that's, I'm blanking on this. And of course, in the uh, in the Dodge, which was a baseline, we had the uh, Leaning Tower of Power Slant Six. So <laughs> <laughs> even though we were tethering, we were usually at the back of the pack. Uh-huh. And when this you know, vibration started and then this boom, you know, and it's like, okay, okay, let's get her safely off the road. Right. You know, it's like, okay, well, they'll be back for us, but we quickly discovered, well, we don't have a jack and wow. we don't have a lug nut wrench, but uh, we were able to improvise, uh, you know, with what we had amongst the three vehicles and we changed this thing, but it, it was just, you know, actually under a very somewhat stressful situation, it was actually very peaceful just mm-hmm. being in this environment that was just... It was almost like a like a, a a blanket around your shoulders. I mean, it was just sure. amazing. I mean, you, you you could hear a pin drop in this landscape that conservatively had to extend at least twenty miles in all directions, and it was just you know the the moon was out, just just really cool. But uh, you know that and a couple other things uh, you know led to us arriving in Las Vegas a little later than we had um, initially planned. But uh, we got there, and uh, the show was fantastic. I mean. Just, uh, I mean, hundreds of vehicles, and, you know, it was just uh, amazing. My first time, you know, to it, and uh, I would definitely uh, strongly suggest anyone who's never been to go if you want to see just an amazing cross-section of cars and all that. But, uh, yeah, it it was um, phenomenal. And, yes, I I do enjoy photography very much, and, uh, you know, when I had a moment after emergencies were dealt with and mm-hmm. I didn't have to be hands-on I immediately grabbed my photograph to kind of chronicle the moment and the setting and everything and you know every landscape was just amazing it really was <laughs> it really was it's you, you really see how uh, you know this country you know uh, from west to east you know you travel a few hundred miles and there's continuity but every state seemingly has its own uh, unique characteristics as far as topography and landscape and everything and uh, just to see it that way and you know having the opportunity like yeah let's pull over for a few minutes or whatever mm-hmm. hey, let's go check this out mm-hmm. yeah it, it it was a milestone it really was well that's that's the open road the road trip that uh, everybody dreams of doing and and uh, even those that have done it can't wait to get back out and do it again and there is absolutely um, an 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 enigmatic and a, a mis- or all just the mystique of it all. I I know it's uh, especially in the Southwest. Uh, to your point, just the the vastness of things. Or even if you're going further north, you're driving across Wyoming, uh, Montana. Uh, you realize you are just you're a mere speck when you start to look around. And I know you're originally from New Jersey, and I'm originally from New- yeah. from New York. Um, so you don't ever have those moments of complete solidarity and quiet and peace and a chance to think and meditate or uh, just quiet your mind. I mean, that's a rare thing. Yeah, I mean, being from New Jersey and, like you said, New York, I mean, beautiful landscapes in their own right and uniquely distinctive. Mm-hmm. But it's amazing that this is the sheer scale of, you know, those areas out there. Because I remember we were coming over on, I believe it was Route 80, yeah, from California over into Nevada, around Reno and Sparks, and then we turned, I believe, on like 195 or 95, I'm, I'm not, it's escaping me right now, and there was a sign, Las Vegas, 450 miles, <laughs> and I was like, 
Wow. <laughs> yeah, because here in the east, 450 miles, yeah. I mean, you have, you have gone through about three states and probably have you know, some real state left over. <laughs> and here we are. We're not even at the northernmost part of Nevada, uh-huh. and it's 450 miles on basically a straight trajectory. <laughs> it's like, whoa. It, yeah. it just, yeah, yeah it, it just it puts things quickly into perspective. And uh, I, I know there was like talk about us, you know, uh, hey, maybe we'll check out uh, the Grand Canyon because you know, we're on like I-40. Mm-hmm. And at this point, like I said, we were play, playing catch up because we had lost time initially um, just getting the cars roadworthy. And we saw a sign at one point, Grand Canyon, and it was, we knew our, you know, which you know, direction it was in, heading north, 250 miles. Yeah. And it's like, well, 250 miles up, 250 miles back. <laughs> it's not a side. That's chunk. a big chunk of the day. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. we had to, you know, continue our, our, our progress eastward. And it's like, okay, so as much as we did see, it's like, all right, we got to go back, you know, under slightly different circumstances and try to hit these other, you know, points of interest. <laughs> all right, don't blame but yeah, you really have to map things out because it's not like, oh, yeah, an hour or two there and then we'll head back. No, it's a little bit longer. A little oh, bit no. longer. For sure. <laughs> for sure. In fact, uh, West, uh, for those that are indigenous and local, you say, oh, it's three hours away. To them, that's. That's no problem. That's nothing. That's like us taking a 15-minute jaunt, 20-minute ride. So it's nothing to it. But uh, Yeah, yeah, literally. I mean, uh, coming back from that, you know, like I shortly thereafter had to make a trip out to Pittsburgh. And normally it's like, uh, you know, a bit of a haul. Yeah. And it's like Pittsburgh, it's nothing. <laughs> That's right. Three and a half, four I mean, hours, nothing. five hours, not a problem. Yeah. No, not, nothing at all. I mean, yeah. you know, cripe, it, it, that's a hop, skip, and a jump. You know, compared to, you know, trekking through Nevada and Arizona, New Mexico. I mean, mm-hmm. again, beautiful scenery, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you're, you know, three, four hundred miles, that's nothing. For sure. <laughs> and we're only talking 199 from Harrisburg to Pittsburgh. That's, <laughs> that's easy. Right. Piece of cake. That's right. Well, you talked about the blowout uh, in outside of Vegas, I think. Were there any other... Uh, memoir worthy and notables on that trip or just or even just the people that maybe came up to in a diner or uh, at the gas pumps or just anything that the smiles and just the people you met along the way that you want to share oh there were so many i mean literally beginning in williams uh which is north of sacramento you know every time we uh you know uh, fueled up or whatever, you know, people come over it's like wow this is so cool i remember this or like hey is that whatever and and when we you know, we didn't make a point of advertising it, you know, but, uh, you know, in conversations, like, yeah, we're ultimately going back to, to New York, which was the uh, final destination for both vehicles. They'd be like, you're driving these all the way back. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. It's like, wow. And it was like part admiration, like part apprehension, like, wow, you're really doing this. They thought it was very cool, but like, Man, you're rolling the dice, aren't you? <laughs> you know? Right, exactly. Like, hey, we've got the you know great mechanics here, you know, and uh, if something mm-hmm. happens, we feel that we can take care of it, and for the most part, we did, uh, except for the uh, the '58 Fury, the engine, which um, this car had been used, from what we were told, by if not, I think it was the previous owner, if not him, it was the owner before him, for some competitive drag racing uh, mm-hmm. back in the day, I guess in the '60s and '70s, out in yeah, uh, California on the West Coast, of course, and uh, the the engine was 
you know, showing signs that it was pretty well worn. Well, the, the rings ended up being shot, and there was so much blowback. Uh, you know, it got to the point where, you know, we made it, you know, she made it through Arizona, New Mexico, and through the panhandle of Texas, but ultimately, uh, you know, my buddy Jeff was going through about a quart of oil every 20 miles. Oh. I mean, it was bad. I mean, we were behind, and it's like, you know, we were getting sort of like an oil film on us. You know? wow. Every time that we, we would pull over, we had to, like, wash the windshield and everything. And, you know, uh, I, I'm sure if the, the DEP had gotten wind of us, we probably <laughs> would have been, uh, you know... <laughs> <laughs> you know, taken away in handcuffs, not literally, but uh, that plus, you know, the issues with the uh, the trunk pan were also not quite to the extent, but issues with the floorboard uh, inside the cabin, and there was a, a degree of kickback of exhaust in the uh, cabin, and uh, both Jeff and his wife, Jessica, they actually had to resort to wearing respirators <laughs> at some point, you know, just because there was so much, and it was like, Holy crap! I mean, it was like a you know a smokehouse on wheels for a while. Uh, fortunately, nobody uh, you know sustained anything that was um, you know extremely significant or anything. But uh, it just added another you know wrinkle to the the trip, which uh, at times became a bit of an odyssey. It was like, okay, what can go wrong next? But uh, we we continued and. Uh, we had made reservations in advance to, okay, on our way back, you know, we're going to have to obviously have accommodations. Let's find the coolest accommodations. Sure. So we stayed at the Wigwam Village in Holbrook, Arizona. We oh. stayed at the Blue Swallow in Tucumcari, just to mention a couple of them. Yep. It's like, hey, you know, we're going to have to stay at a hotel or motel at some point. Let's make it really, really interesting. And uh, these places were great. Uh, it just... I'd seen them, you know, first, you know, on postcards and books on Route 66, and, you know, I'd been past them during one trip out west, uh, you know, years ago, and I think, okay, now I can actually say that I was at least a resident for a night. That's right, that's <laughs> and, right. And it was fantastic, and we hit, you know, you know, diners that we had read about, and, you know, restaurants and things, and, and such, but... Uh, yeah, Oklahoma City was where things ultimately kind of came to a head. The uh, Fury, uh, she just, you know, he did his best, but, you know, he just couldn't limp her any further. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. uh, she was put on a rollback, and, you know, we continued to make our trek back. And uh, um, ultimately, uh, she was, uh, you know, on piggyback uh, to New York. And the, uh, the 60 Dodge... Uh, God bless that slant six. She never gave up. And we yeah. ultimately drove all the way back uh, into Carlisle. And we rode right that. into the Spring Carlisle, Carlisle show. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty amazing. Yeah. And uh, there was a little uh, a little bit of a, a video uh, presentation that was done by Mike there at uh, mm -hmm. uh, Mike Garland, that is, at yeah. uh, uh, Carlisle Events. And uh, he put it up on the webpage and everything. And. Uh, because uh, everyone got a kick out of the fact that, you know, again, that we were doing this with vehicles that hadn't seen any extended, uh, you know, uh, road uh, journey in quite a while and uh, doing it basically coast to coast. And the fact that, uh, hey, you know what, we're, we're, we've got our uh, sights set. We're going to try to make it to Carlisle for the show. And lo and behold, we did. That's uh, but, uh, it's uh, honestly, yeah. that's a, it's a, almost a, a, fitting 
you mentioned the word Odyssey. What a fitting end to the the Odyssey uh, to come in through the gates and uh, be among those that can appreciate um, you know what you accomplished and everything for those that knew about it and the fact that Mike Garland uh, honored it and stuff. And that's 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 pretty cool. And I that's what I really hope that the listeners of Cars of Carlisle enjoy hearing because I know everybody, especially now that we're all. Uh, home and social distancing, sheltering, et cetera, we're all, I'm sure, itching to get behind the wheel and just get out there and, and point the point the hood of the car any direction and just drive. I think it's something you yeah. just need to do. Yeah, even with the past six weeks or so of this, uh, you know, once we get the green light, yeah, we're going to hit it. We're going to hit it. There's, mm-hmm. there's no doubt about it. You know, we're going to fire these up and, uh, you know, our get-togethers will continue and you know, there again, we, you know, every episode in life is a learning experience, and there's no question that some things have been learned here, like such as you alluded to earlier about uh, given the fact that people are, you know, sort of restricted in their travel uh, currently, it's given them an opportunity to connect with people that they live with. That's right. You know, and because exactly. uh, so often, you know, with our schedules and everything, we're kind of like, you know, ships passing in the night. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, hey, we'll get together for dinner and like, okay, and, you know, maybe you'll see each other, maybe you won't the next day at dinner or at some other function, be it Mm sports-related or this or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, this is really, um, you know, it's been a uh, kind of it's in its own way, uh, like a nurturing experience and just kind of, uh, you know, literally uh, finding out, you know, who these people are that are, you know, your family, your friends or what have you. And we're going to take this with us. Yeah. You know, as things open up, you know, again, those bonds, those, those, um, you know, those, those relationships, those friendships, they're going to be even stronger. And it's just going to add, you know, yet another dimension to what we've been doing all along and make them even stronger and uh, probably even more memorable and probably a lot more. Um, there's going to be a greater sense of appreciation, too. I, I couldn't agree more with you on that, John. Excellent point. Uh, I do want to underscore your last uh, reflection and say that I believe that to be so. And I and for those that um, I think most people are realizing it, and people uh, will come to know that uh, yeah, there's there's a silver lining to be gained. And I just read a blog from a, a president of a multinational company just over lunch today, and he had some really good thoughts and and. Um, you know, philosophical moments. And the one he had said is for those like himself who are a bit of a road warrior. I mean, they're they're traveling here, there, everywhere, maybe home, uh, maybe in their own bed 10, 15 nights a month or, or, or maybe a little more than that, but they're truly doing, uh, you know, work travel each and every week. He said, take this time to reflect uh, get to know your spouse, like you said, your kids or whomever, and uh, reacquaint and realize that you will, after this uh, lets up and we go back to a new norm, you will likely not spend this much time at home until you retire. And that, when I stopped and thought about that, now granted he has a much more intense travel schedule than, than perhaps the average person, but still there's something right. to be gleaned from that. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's it's provided a window of opportunity, you know, to um, reconnect, connect, you know, with people that it's not that you were, uh, you know, necessarily, um, 
you know, uh, separated from, you mm-hmm. know, in any sense of the term or, you know, alienated from. It's just, <clears throat> again, you know, people, especially now in this day and age, there's so many activities and so many things going on, and there's so much focus on them by the individual who's involved in this program or this uh, sporting event or this or what have you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just don't have that time to really... Uh, you know, share a meal, share, you know, uh, an oppor- you know, you know, an occasion to work on something together, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, you know, in its own way, this has provided us with, uh, you know, something of, you know, in the form of a blind side, you know, let's face mm-hmm. it, nobody really, in, you know, expected this, you know, mm-hmm. at, you know, back in January, but we adapted to it. And ultimately, it's going to make us stronger. And, you know, we're going to carry forward. And I kind of go back to our road trip, you know, last year. You know, you you have things planned that you want to do and points of interest that you want to experience. And some things, you know, come along that might prevent that from happening uh, or may delay it. That's right. But when you do adapt to it and make the adjustments and then finally do reach it, you're that much more appreciative. Amen to that, for sure. Yeah, so, you know, it, it, it's, in its own way, it, it um, you know, there, there is a, a positive element to it. Even though there's so much negative, there is a positive to it. And, uh, you know, I, I just know, uh, you know, things are, you know, going to, you know, explode like gangbusters, you know, mm-hmm. once we get the green light, you know, mm-hmm. people are going to be uh, wanting to get out, you know, connect with people and, you know, just uh, friends that they only see normally, you know, maybe once a year at these events, like Carlisle, like Hershey, like Strauss Town, like mm-hmm. uh, Charlotte. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many of them. And, uh, again, I, I, I think, you know, those, uh, those bonds will have been built even stronger as a result. Very well said. Well, I want to give you final word. Um, what would you? Is there anything that you would like to promote, put out there to the Cars of Carlisle listening community? Obviously, you're you're a longtime friend of of the podcast and the show, and looking forward to to hanging out, uh, getting a ride in the Belvedere. Haven't haven't had a chance to even do that. Uh, so. Oh yeah, we're gonna do that. Yeah, <laughs> for I'm sure. I'm counting on that. I am definitely counting on that. So I'll give you the the final uh, the final stint behind the wheel. Anything else you'd like to close on? Well, just again, to everyone who's listening, uh, hang in there. I know you are. Um, it just, you know, if nothing else, it shows the resolve and uh, the resiliency of our people and all people. And this year, uh, the, the, uh, the car show schedule remains intact. We've got a lot of surprises, and uh, we expect a, a great turnout. Uh, especially in light of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, once again, some adjustments will be made, but we really feel strong that our numbers will be even stronger than ever, and uh, it, it's going to be a very memorable year, and I think everyone's going to leave with a smile on their face. I really do. Very well stated. And just to have a little bit of lighthearted fun, it's, I know everybody's under a lot of stress and anxiety, what have you. If those that recall John's interview uh, back on the 45th episode, uh he is quite good at impersonations, and I am putting you on the spot. You can you can certainly say no, but are are there any that you've been working on, and any that you'd like just to uh, to just you know send us on our way with? 
Well, I want to tell you that even though I had to drop out of the campaign, uh, you know what? I, I feel that we're still going to reclaim the White House. Uh, you know, uh, this coming from, uh, you know, my beloved state of Vermont, if you, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Bernie. <laughs> but, uh, and I'll just say that, you know, you know, for my good friend up in New York, that, you know, sometimes, you know, uh, you're made offers you can't refuse, and I'm making you an offer. <laughs> Show your face in Carlisle and Hershey, you're going to have a good time. <laughs> All right. I knew I could count on you. Thank you, John. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing you in July and everyone else, and uh, it's going to be great. I, 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 I feel very strong about that. It's going to be good. Outstanding. Well, be safe, my friend, and uh, can't wait to see you soon. Okay, sounds great. All right, we are back to Studio A. I so appreciate the time my buddy John spent with us. I am really looking forward to hanging out with him and many others this car show season. And one more thing, I'd like to uh, wish John a great birthday. Coming up here just in a matter of days, uh, he'll be celebrating this Friday, the 5th. So happy birthday to you, John. It's uh, time for that trivia answer, and the question, if you recall, was what year did Route 66 officially stop being designated as a U.S. highway? Well, the answer is this. The 2,448-mile-long Route 66, also known as the Will Rogers Highway, was officially decommissioned as a federal highway in 1985. So the answer, 1985. And as you know, the current maps that we all know and utilize, whether they be GPS or otherwise do not include officially the old Route 66. So back in the mid-80s, the last segment of the famous highway did in fact fall off of official maps and atlases of that time. So before we go, a special thanks to all of you for listening. We truly value you coming here each and every week listening to the show for you being supporting uh, through your just being fans through subscribing, sharing, as well as just rating and reviewing. All of that matters. It helps us expand and grow in what we do. Trust me, the, the, rate, you know, the positive ratings and reviews really matter with just our search engine optimization and what we can do. And as we grow, we'll be able to do much, much more in the way of interviews and content around the U.S. and perhaps around the world as we've done before. So thank you to all of you for getting that word out and being a big part of this in every possible way. This is your podcast. We simply are in the driver's seat behind the wheel. May you all have a very safe week coming up and uh, can't wait to have you come back next week. In the interim, I'll simply say to you, drive well, be well, and take care. <laughs>